0: Hey everybody, it's Dave here, and we're Inside Two Minutes, and I'm going to hit the roll-in as the guys join. We're Inside Two Minutes, win or lose. Join us on Climbing the Pockets, the final score. And we're here, back again. Let me bring everybody in. We have Jason. Jonas and Flip joining us today, and I did not want to do that. I just zapped out Flip. Anyways, what a great game, guys! Right? Hmm. Whew. <laughs> Talk about garbage. There he oh, is, man. man. Myth, the legend. There, there he is. Is.
1: Flip in there with the with the good lighting today. Whoa. You love to see it.
2: I do what I can.
1: <laughs> oh man, <All> right. <sighs> can, can I just catch up with Flip? Like, Flip, how you been, man? It's been a minute since we uh, since we chatted. Things okay?
2: I've been good, man. Been hey, been living yeah. the life. And we just doing, doing the post game show.
1: the scored. week.
2: I don't know. I don't know where you've been.
1: It's true. It's true. I have not been here nearly <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, this game. <laughs> I picked a good one to come back, right? <laughs> Shit.
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah, yes. you did. Bad.
0: And the oh, X point is good. It's now forty-one to seventeen.
2: Greenback. So I am not no right where we want the them. game. Twenty-one seconds left. Thank you for the update, left. Dave. This is the third blowout. So no matter what, it looks like the Vikings will have three double-digit losses to NFC playoff competition this year. We lost to the Eagles 24-7, one seed no longer in play. We lost to the Cowboys 40-3 and now whether it's the Detroit Lions or the Green Bay Packers we have a double digit loss to both of those teams as well so you know a lot has been a lot has been said about the Vikings uh, the F word has been thrown around but you can't continue to do this cardiac Vikings approach in every Game you play. They show up to the field. It's to the point where they're like, oh, it doesn't matter what we do in the first half. Of course, it matters how the first half goes. And the blocked punt was the only positive play. We got the ball at the one yard line, did absolutely nothing with it. Our backup center has been a backup center for over a month now. And the dude doesn't even know how to snap a football. And Greg Joseph was atrocious this game as well. Nothing about this team says that they can go on the road in the playoffs against teams that they've already gotten blown out against and produce oh, anything wow. of some type of a deep playoff run.
1: Robbie Gold just missed the the field goal to uh, give the 49ers the win. So I guess it looks like the two seed is uh, still, still in, in play. play. Pulling pull silver overtime. lining where we can out of this uh, <laughs> out of this week. Um,
2: so uh, why are we obsessed with the two seed? We need to stop being obsessed with the two seed. We have all this talk about how we don't think the Vikings can go on the road to San Francisco and then on the road to Philadelphia. the The idea that that, that the NFC playoffs is just going to be chalk is something I refuse to believe. The idea that San Francisco, with a backup quarterback, won't lose their first-round game, something I'm not going to – not, not I, I just don't care for. Let San Francisco win their game against Detroit or Green Bay. Rest your starters. Get this team healthy for the playoffs. That is more important than trying to protect this dumbass two-seed.
0: Uh, but – we do like playing at home and there's... We are a much better team at home. We'll,
2: but we will be playing at home anyways. There's a chance we'll be playing that game at home anyways. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, if... I don't think that after this performance, there's any way... I don't, I don't know that O'Connell coming off this performance has has the testicular fortitude to, to, to bench everybody for next week. I don't know if that's going down. I, don't, I can't say I disagree with you either, Flip. And, um... Yeah, this is one of those games. Like, I, I pulled a miles this week, and like, I wasn't on Twitter at all throughout this entire game. Just kind of watched it by myself in sadness at the crib. Um, I can't say that this game like exposes the Vikings in any way because this is how the Vikings have kind of shown up in a lot of games. Like the the announcers, like our like our fan base probably won't like hearing it, but the announcers were being as nice as they could in saying that like a lot of things have gone our way this year. And I don't think that's anything we need to be ashamed of. Like, we weren't a good team last year. It's why we have a whole new, you know, coaching staff, new front office. Like, we're playing with house money at this point. The team's overachieved. Like, that's fair to say we've overachieved. So just because we have 12 wins, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like, we're like the Mahomes-led Chiefs. We are an okay team that has played above the level of talent on the team That in certain matchups can be exposed when we get into those matchups. And especially if we play teams with stout, you know, defensive fronts, like it tends to just not, yeah, it tends to not go away because we're not there yet. We are not an elite level team. We're a good team and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And like not elite teams sometimes have games like this. It sucks that it's against the Packers. Twitter is going to be an absolute bloodbath. The Facebook comments are going to be crazy all week. But like, at the end of the day, like we're still in the driver's seat. We're going to be in the playoffs. We have a chance to make a run. The team has just got to remember how to play ball. The, not the way that got them here, because we need to tighten up. We can't just like forget yeah. that we play football for three quarters and then hope that the fourth quarter is going to bring us back. Because against good teams, the game is yeah. going to be out of hand. By the time we get to the fourth quarter, we got to tighten up. We got to play well for a full four quarters. And, um, we got to hope that more teams don't see the tape because this is not the first time a team has said like, Hey, we're going to get super physical with Justin Jefferson at the line of scrimmage and give that person help over the top and have it be a successful strategy against the Vikings. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But at the end of the day, like big picture, we're still playing with house money. This sucks. Cause it's the Packers. Um, but yeah, there's not much else to like really say or take away from this game, other than we got the shit kicked out of us uh, by a division rival, by by the division rival.
0: <laughs> Jonas, your thoughts?
3: I mean, um, I think I've heard a lot of guys uh, who said just burn the tape and never watch it, watch it again, and. I think that's just the mindset that gets you in this situation because uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, this is not the first time the Vikings have been exposed like that, and um, at some point we just have to have to find ways to at least not let these ga- games uh, be this. Pathetic and this embarrassing all over again because every time the Vikings implode, they they just hit rock bottom. And at some point, you have to be able to uh, to stay competitive even against teams like that. And you cannot just uh, you cannot just do stuff like this multiple times this year and not think that there's an issue. And to be honest, I'm kind of rooting for the 49ers right now because I really hope the Vikings are resting their starters in the la- in the last game because we've seen the surface today, which already was bad. And damn, the surface on Soldier Field is way worse. So I don't want to see any starter next week because this field is a non-contact injury waiting to happen to, like, I don't know how many important guys. I don't want to see them out there next week. And I also kind of hope for the third seed because I think getting the Giants in the first round is way better for the Vikings than getting uh, the Packers or the Lions in the first round because... Damn, if the Vikings lose in the first round against one of the division rivals, no matter who it's going to be, this offseason, is going to be insufferable.
2: <laughs> I mean, if the off is going to be insufferable. Lions, what? Uh, a first <laughs> round loss. The Lions, loss what are their 3 fit?
1: fans going to be like loud on the internet? Like I don't <laughs> no. If we learn nothing,
2: it's like it sucks, but like, eh, it, just, You're like telling it just can't me be losing the to Danny Jones yeah. is going to be is going to be better. Uh, The the fact that we have to root for the 49ers in order to rest our starters tells me everything we need to know about just like where did the self-awareness go with this team? We are not healthy. People are saying in the comments are saying that I can't believe a talented team like this laid an egg. The Vikings are not very talented. They have always been skinny on depth this year. They need to rest the starters. I said it before this game. I'm going to say it after this game. I said it before the Giants game. They need to be healthy for the playoffs. So everybody who you think is going to contribute should be on the bench because the two seed simply does not matter. It is not that important. It does not erase your ability to play two home games in the playoffs.
0: Well, it does if – the, the
1: Raiders, uh, sorry, the, the Niners just got to
2: pick and run it down to. Yeah, yeah. The 49ers, like. you're betting that the 49ers who are struggling against the Raiders right now will be able to beat the seven seed, whether it's the Packers or the Lions. And I'm saying I would take that bet and make sure my own team is healthy, then try to ensure that we get the two seed just to go against the Packers or Lions ourselves with a non-healthy football team. It is not even close for me. Rest your starters. Get the three seed. We're fine with it.
0: Speaking of injuries, today we had Brian O'Neill go out with a calf injury, which to me reeks of a high ankle sprain. Then you had Schlotman go out with an ankle injury. He could not put weight on it. That sounds bad, too. And at the end, Brian Asamoah went out with a knee injury of some sort. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, like Flip said, and I think I can't remember which one of the commenters it was, like, talk about the offensive line injuries. That's why they lost the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge factor in why they lost the game. Like you, Like the Vikings – especially across the offensive line, don't have that kind of depth. Um, But to to Flip's point, like there really is no place on the Vikings roster that we have that kind of depth. We were always kind of a thin roster coming into the season and have had pretty good injury luck for the majority of the season. And I think with things starting to get uh, deep in the season, players being a bit more banged up than we've seen throughout the season, like the prudent thing for us to do here is, yeah, rest people, be healthy, Don't burn the tape. Go watch the tape and figure out how all of what happened today happened and be prepared because there's a very realistic possibility that we face either of the division teams. And to be frank, like the the Lions, they gave us all we could handle in both games. And the Packers playing the way that they played in this game, like that's a tough game. So like spend those weeks game planning, figuring out what's up because of course, who we're going to see in the playoffs is going to be watching this. They're going to try to figure out how they can do some of what was done to us today. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I guess this happens. Like, sometimes you get your ass kicked in this league. But also, if we rewind to the offseason, like, none of us thought we were going to be where we are right now with the Vikings being able to coast into the playoffs. And so I think perspective is what keeps me from, like, like I'm pissed off. Like, I'm sad about the way the game went today but like we're going to the playoffs which is not where i thought we were going to be before the season started
0: so like yeah <laughs> we are now the number 3 seed san francisco just
3: won they did i i actually have to disagree with one thing because uh i don't think the packers played very well today the vikings just played so god awful that it it was it was a give me for the packers Today, because uh, the Vikings just did everything in their power to uh, to make this a blowout.
2: The Packers, on the defense, 100%. the defense was fine. I have no problem with how yeah. the Vikings' defense played Absolutely. today. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I That's, do. Uh, oh, defense. I saw way too many times they were only rushing three, and still getting burned on the back end. And then there was one play where they rushed three. Aaron rolled out to the right because they did get pressure. And two defenders moved up to get Aaron and left a wide receiver wide open behind him. Somebody dropped their coverage. And Aaron just blipped it up over the top. They got the first down. That was it. No, oh, I saw, I was talking about Miss Mary all I, game. Why I have are they no problem. Three?
2: 20, 27 points allowed. On the road against Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, maybe maybe we can nitpick, but it was trash special teams and trash offense. Kirk Cousins, not good today.
3: That's why we lost this game. Yeah. The defense. Where's Adam Thieland? The defense. Who's out there? Uh, no, no, Covered. after we found.
2: Covered. Covered. The, the, Look, going into this game, it was pretty simple for the offense. Number one, Kirk Cousins, you can't have that fucking grenade game that he just had. He always just shits the bed at least three to four times a year. Kirk Cousins shits the fucking bed, and he did today. He was bad today, and the center going out, fine, you know, whatever you want to call it, but the the way that Kirk Cousins, you can see him just start pissing his pants when he knows he has that center, He's still trying to do that hard count with a backup center. He's throwing interceptions. Some of them are tip balls. Some of them just have no prayer at all. Some of them were tip balls that had no prayer at all if the player hadn't tipped it. It was bad all around from Kirk Cousins today. Number two, the way you go against the Packers is you run the damn football. You have to get Dalvin Cook going in the first half. And none of that even came close to happening. They were terrible running the ball against a bad run defense today. And then number three, you know they're going to key on Justin Jefferson, so you use TJ Hawkinson to open up number 18 later on in the game. And TJ Hawkinson, again, was not getting open, couldn't hang on to some crucial passes. So the offense completely failed. Completely failed. Cousins was dog shit.
0: Hawkinson dropped two, I think. There had There was two that he didn't catch all day
2: yeah both both in the first half not like that is the opening game plan run the ball get the ball to your tight end those are green bay's weaknesses and they did not do that you can't go into every game saying just throw it to 18 and 19 you've got to find the weaknesses Wait, and expose 19 them. The who's
0: 19 yeah, who's
1: 19?
2: I don't know who
0: 19 he is. was out there he even caught a pass that man is
1: out there getting exercise every week. We need to stop talking about 19. 19 has been replaced. Hawkinson we, is the number we two.
2: talk about 17. <laughs> Hawkinson is number two, but he was not a good number two. I would take the vintage days, like the fact that we've, we, we thought that TJ Hawkinson would come in and be the number two receiver, He just wasn't a very good one today. He Wait, hold had seven catches
0: right? for fifty nine yards and eight point four. Did someone after- just come in here and and
1: and try to blame the defense because of the number of points scored, as if there weren't pick sixes and returns <laughs> all up in this game? Like, come on! Y'all, uh, let's see, let's maybe, not, not do that.
3: Let's not do that. I've been seeing <laughs> that all that. I've been seeing. <laughs> it's not so the defense's tracks. fault. Like <laughs> the defense, the defense was
2: fine today. What was the halftime score? Well, and. 21-3, 20,
0: 20, the
2: kicker 24. missing, 27-3 oh, with, with two, with a pick six and a kick return for a touchdown. You're telling me, without those miscues, maybe if Greg Joseph makes a field goal, it's a one-score game at halftime with how the defense was, pro- was playing. They were not the problem. Call me short-sighted for blaming Cousins. He was bad today. He'll tell you that himself.
0: Well, the defense Where is their scores? Uh They only gave up 315 yards today. That's better than the 400 well, yeah. plus they have been
2: all on the ground after the game was a blowout. It was it was garbage time yardage. Was, they gave the offense a chance to make plays. Look let's look at the drive summary. For the Vikings in the third quarter, like we could not even get our punter onto the field because it's interception, missed field goal, fumble, interception in a row. You cannot do that. That's in the second half, and you want to come here and say that the defense didn't even give us a chance? It's it's just false.
3: It's 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 really remarkable how
2: execute one drive. Kicked one field goal in the third quarter.
3: It's really, really remarkable how people on Twitter and it's all over Twitter can look at this game and the one guy they focus on their anger again is Ed Donato. It's, it's just remarkable how people it, just it, yeah. pick their scapegoat. Yeah, they, then, they,
2: they've got their scapegoat. They yeah. The Vikings defense does not have horses. Their first round pick is injured their second round pick is injured uh the just the the age of Zadarius smith and eric kendricks and harrison smith and patrick peterson shows all over the field ed donatel is squeezing all the juice out of this defense they held aaron Rodgers to 13 points in the first half and you've got the side of the ball that we actually have expectations for playing like dog shit
1: Yeah, you know, like, did Aaron Rodgers have a hundred passing yards going into the third quarter? I don't think he did, did he? No, I don't
2: think so.
3: No, um. no. Well, also, I think it's getting a bit tiring right now because I heard it again on the broadcast that they were saying, "Oh, the Vikings' offense is going to be fine." I'm, I'm like, when? When are they starting to be fine uh, outside of the fourth quarter? Because uh the, the opening drive the opening game scripts and the fourth quarter have been the only times this offense actually performed they have not played a complete game yet this season and we are in we are not in week 5 we are in week 17 when is the offense starting to click for a complete game when are they doing that when are they going to be fine it's like at some point we have to acknowledge that this is a wildly Inconsistent offense that just isn't able to deliver a good full game. And this has to be addressed this offseason.
0: Yeah. Vinny says, blame that on the coaching. I
1: mean, you blame it on both. Like, it doesn't have to be binary. Like, we got out coached and our players didn't play well. Cousins had two fumbles, recovered one. Interceptions, like, There's enough blame to go around for everybody in this game. When you get your ass kicked the way that we got right now, everybody can take a bit of blame, but like trying to pin it all on Donatel is just dumb given how much, like, yeah, we've already been through that.
2: Like the team did not play well today, but the defense was fine. Yeah. We came into this game saying, oh, we're not going to turn the ball over four times like Miami did. We can beat the Packers and, we put the ball we, – we turned the ball over four times. So there it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Vinny blames chaos. Okay. We do too. Ball, I to it was yeah. <laughs> asked, question, time of possession. That's, that's Vikings had the ball 25 minutes and almost 26. And Green Bay just barely over 34. So relatively look,
2: – Look at this drive – interception missed field goal interception missed field goal fumble interception in a row that was our offense
0: <laughs>
2: oh uh, it was not good can't oh, even man. get the punter off the onto the field <laughs> i got to go much. y'all
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't leave a slip Don't leave us flip. (laughs) Oh man. But flip, I mean, this is the year. Like you keep saying that, like, you know, it's gonna be a year like this where we don't expect it. Like, they can still get hot. We've seen it. They gotta figure out how to scheme Justin Jefferson open if he's gonna get bodied by press coverage. But like that was probably my most surprising takeaway of the game is how unprepared we seem to be for the fact that the Packers Uh, secondary was going to get physical with us today and
0: how we didn't seem to have
1: any adjustments to the fact that they were going to look like if we lined Jefferson up and didn't put him in motion, they were going to put hands on him and we just didn't seem to have, we just weren't prepared for it at all. And like, they got, you could see that they got in, in Justin
3: Jefferson's head. But there were actually times they had the matchups they wanted. They had uh, on, I think, the second interception, they had Jefferson, I think, one-on-one on Quay Walker. And Jefferson fell down on uh, because of the bad surface. Um, and then that was, I think, one of the worst Cousins moments that I don't think will be discussed because of all the picks. But they had Justin Jefferson uh, one-on-one on Preston Smith. In the slot, and Cousins looked that way and got off that read and then got sacked and fumbled and lost the fumble. Like, how, why is he getting off this, uh, off this read? There is absolutely no reason. Like, if I'm at the line of scrimmage and I'm seeing this matchup, there's no way I'm looking any other way. How can, how doesn't the ball immediately get out there and Jefferson? When he got on the route and broke out, and then saw that the ball wasn't going his way, <laughs> he was as shocked as we were. And like this is this is just stuff that's just inexcusable.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're. O- I agree, Jonas. I think you're always going to have those misses on the quarterback. I think for me, it's the coaching and not just being able to say, "Let's get this guy at play." I don't care whether it's a a jet sweep handoff or a wide receiver screen or, you know, just get the ball in Justin Jefferson's hands, let him touch the ball and get some energy around that. And and I'm disappointed they didn't do that. They didn't scheme any easy touch or easy catch for Justin Jefferson throughout the entire game, really.
0: Yep. Yeah. Jacob, we just talked about it. They did not give up 400 yards today.
2: Like so so to answer your question, Jason, I do, I, you know, like you said earlier, we're playing with house money. I'm very happy with this season. It's been an exciting, entertaining season. It's been great talking with all y'all and all the fans in the comments. Um, and so I'm happy to the point where, like I said, I don't care about the two seed versus the three seed. We're going to have to do something ridiculous to get to the Super Bowl. That was always true. What I'm looking at right now is, yeah, do we have something to build upon for 2024 or is just 2023 going to be a fluke year? We'll get into that during the off season, but those are the the things that we need to discuss. What do we do with these these older free agents? What do we do with Kirk Cousins? What can we look for in those injured rookies that are coming back next year? Because whether – we win the Super Bowl or go out in the first round. I want to see us improve for 2024, and I I think we can do that. The bar has been set high, so Kevin O'Connell and Quacy are going to have to get busy. But one game is not going to switch me off. The fact that I'm generally happy with the season, and and yeah, I would love to watch a surprising Vikings playoff run because it will be surprising when they make that run.
0: All they
1: did was win four in, in a row. What karma are we talking about getting a Jair? Like, the man man talked shit. He backed it up on the field. Like, we talk shit. (laughs) Our guys, like, it's sports. Like, shit talking is part of the game. Like, come on, y'all. Let's not be that fucking fragile. They were literally talking some shit. They're They're grown men playing a game and they talk some shit. And he came out in front this week. Like, we just got to take that and move on. Like, karma's going to get him.
3: Come on. Like, come on. Also, Also, he he is the guy who actually broke the uh the gritty curse because every time anybody has mocked the scholarship or the gritty, it always has backfired until today. I okay, sure did that early.
2: Quantitative. I'm not sure we have quantitative <laughs> figures to back that up, but
1: somebody, does. Sure.
2: somebody does. Somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> analytics.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the, the last sure time the
2: gritty is becoming. It.
3: I, I think the last time the gritty was mocked wasn't it by Buckner after he sacked Cousins in uh, the, when it was the gritty, like 30-0? the gritty
2: is mocked every time TJ Hawkinson tries to do the gritty. It's mocked <laughs> every time <laughs> TJ Hawkinson or Kirk Cousins is doing the gritty. They're mocking it, and it hasn't backfired right <laughs> on them.
3: Also, also one thing. Uh, I've just seen that the late garbage time runs uh, the Vikings did uh, actually uh, robbed Kirk Cousins of being the leading rusher of the team today because Alexander Madison ended up with one yard more than Kirk Cousins had. It was 38 Kirk's, to 37. Kirk, Kirk's average was
1: better. Kirk's average was better, though.
3: That's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's. Anyways, I hope you don't have to wait. We think the NFL fixed it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Can we unpack this, Doug? How did the NFL rig this game? Like, can, can, like of all the games, how did they rig how this did, one?
2: Some like I just need details. How did they details. rig the game? How did they rig the game where Randy Moss squirted the ref with a water bottle? Like, it. I feel like we deserved whatever the ref called. I don't, I don't think the ref went out of his way. You think he was like, okay, what's going to happen is I'm gonna wait. Till Randy Moss squirts me the re- with the water bottle, and then I'm going to call a 15 yard penalty that makes the Vikings.
1: <laughs> I mean, they don't care enough about us to need to rig anything yeah. for
2: or against us. Who is, like- Who is it rigged for this year? Is it rigged for, for the Bills? The Bills well, are. Obviously, one of the not biggest the Bills. Apart-
0: they're 0 and 4 so in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Is it rigged for the Eagles? The Eagles literally have won one Super Bowl after decades of heartbreak. You let me know who the NFL is rigged for, Doug, and you. I, I suggest you place a strong bet on that as well in Vegas.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew O'Brien, up
1: Bro, Hold on. Can I? Can line? I? Can I respond to to Freddie since he's he's asking me a question? Of <laughs> yes. course, JJ can run circles around anyone. But in this week. They were having a back and forth. And in this week, Jair won. The next time, it might be Justin Jefferson. But like, it's no like karmic retribution. It's dudes playing a game. This week, our guy got stomped. Next week, it might be somebody else. It's just guys playing a game. Like, it's karma is not involved. It's just matchups <laughs> and execution. And this week, it wasn't for us. Next time, it could be. But this week, it wasn't. Karma yeah. plays no role in this. We just didn't play well enough.
2: And we don't need to. We don't need to open up the entire debate of, oh, JJ's not an elite receiver anymore, or you know, or JJ can't handle one-on-one coverage. It was just one game. Maybe it was one on coverage. No, it, well, it yeah, wasn't
3: one-on-one coverage because they rotated right, he, the safety over Every, uh, every uh, time. Over he the had laps. help every, every time. time. Yeah. Last week, J.J.
2: defeated that bracket coverage a couple times. It was amazing. This week didn't happen so much. I, I feel like I've said what the Vikings could have done, what the other 10 players on the field could have done to help J.J. out, what the coach could have done to help J.J. out. But, yeah, he's, he's going to feast. The offense just needs to get healthy on the offensive line, and we're, we're going to roll with it.
1: Yeah, and we also just, like, yeah, I think to to the point that, that has been raised earlier, like, it can't just be, like, J.J.'s just going to get open every time on his own. Every now and again, we need to give him some easy ones to get him into the flow of the game, you know, like, and that just seemed to be a problem. Tony Romo even called it out on the broadcast, is, like, if you have a player that's that dynamic, you can't wait till, like, the third quarter to, like, get them going, because, like, J.J. is one of the guys you can tell the team feeds off him, they feed off his energy, uh, And you need to get him involved in the game script some way, somehow. It's almost like we got a little bit too cute trying to do, like, the right thing, the smart thing. Okay, they're going to double-team JJ. We're going to try to get everyone else involved. But, like, you know, Adam Thielen ain't scaring anybody at this point. TJ Hawkinson is very, very good. But, like, by himself, you know, between the 20s, he's not blowing the game open in a way that teams are, like, terrified about. You got to get that guy going so that he can get the rest of the team going. Um, and I hope that that's one of the lessons that we figure out. It can't just be wait till crunch time and expect JJ to do something amazing. Like let's figure out ways, like, like we joked all off season, like Justin Jefferson in the Cooper cup role. Like, yes, yes. Do that <laughs> scheme him, all the targets, all the easy looks early, get him going, get that confidence going, let him get the whole team pi- hyped up. And like, yes, Freddie, next time he can be the one doing the gritty all over Jair and it'll be funny. <laughs> But I don't know if I'll call that karmic retribution. It's all just some dudes playing football, and it's all, at the end of the day, not that serious.
0: <laughs> John asked if we're happy the Niners won. It makes us more likely to play the Giants in the beginning.
2: It doesn't matter. I, we can we control our own destiny. Like I said before, what I like the two-seed, yes. But I would prefer, if I have to choose between a healthy roster and the two-seed, I'm going to choose getting some of our healthy starters back. So we'll see where Garrett Bradbury is with that back injury. We'll see about Brian O'Neill. And then we'll see, you know, Brian Osomoa has been coming on. And you know, we didn't see much Cam Dancer today, which whether think you I think I he's better all. than Duke, I, I didn't I don't think we saw him at all. I am surprised by that, whether it's he was you know, in the game at the end.
0: He, well, he had the two end. tackles. Okay. So,
2: so good to get good to get him some reps, but we're going to need all of the horses we can possibly get back. So that's what we're focused on. And if if there is a bunch of narrative that we lose in the first round because we looked rusty, well, we've looked rusty in the first half for a good two and a half months. So,
1: Freddie, it's all love, my man. All love. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Good, you've been Freddy. you've been riding with us for a long time, Freddie. You know us now. oh, no, Freddie. You Freddy's know, Freddie's here. Yeah, we got to talk a to li- but you know, you know, we got to talk a little shit here too sometimes, you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all fun. It's just a game. <laughs>
0: Anyways. But like go ahead, Quentin. F- <laughs> no, we can't say goodbye in the first round. That's not Like a good who idea. in the no, NFC to
2: really to the first round bye? First that round bye. Oh, yeah, he saying we won't first get round the by. By. Yes. Yeah. That's
0: gone.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's gone.
3: Yeah, you gotta win yeah, the NFC to get that. Even game. more that's even more reason to make next week or bye week and rest yeah. everybody.
2: haven't yeah. had a bye week since week seven.
3: Yeah.
0: You got a point. I just hope those injuries, especially to O'Neal and Bradbury, aren't serious. Necks can be tr- or backs can be tricky things just like necks. And when you hear calf injury, I got that reeks of eye ankle. And that means weeks.
2: Um, and here's another thing you got to remember now that the Eagles are going to be resting their starters. The Giants are going to be resting their starters. The Buccaneers are going to be resting their starters. Uh so it really is only the 49ers and the Vikings. I mean, that seven seed is still up for grab, but the 49ers and the Vikings it really is what those two teams do in week 18. Because every other team is going to go into the NFC playoffs rested.
3: And the 49ers are playing uh, the tanking Cardinals. So they are basically going to be resting. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Tyler said Austin Schlupman confirmed broken ankle. So he's Ooh. done.
3: Great.
1: Uh, oh, no. The offensive line thank, doesn't get to rest. Tyler. All them fools got to play.
0: Yeah.
1: What? No, what? No. We don't have enough. No, home. I mean the ba- the backups. Oh, like, you're saying we don't have enough backups? Who, re- like,
2: remember, remember who's, who's, remember, who's
1: only Udo's backup?
2: <laughs> remember all y'all who wanted wanted this Chris Reed dude to start over Ed Ingram, dude. Dude is a, was the most <laughs> unprepared center I've ever seen. I've ever seen in an NFL football game. I've never seen a center, and I I. The first couple plays, I was like, that's really hard on third and goal to come in and have that be your first play. But the dude in Lambeau Field, Chris Reed hates Lambeau Field as much as I do. He probably hopes he never has to go there again. I will never go to Lambeau Field because why, Wisconsin? It was a rough look. The offensive line needs a break, too, bro. <laughs> Verdarian Lowe. Low. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tyler got it right. Had, that got it right. This was this we'll was the first game all true. year that I I saw a number in purple that I had not recognized before. I did not know who number fifty was, and I did not know who number twenty five was. So I'm a <laughs> I got it. I got to brush up on my homework because I was like, who is that? <laughs> who is um, T.J. Smith? Yeah. Tyler, oh, he that, did practice at center
0: during the preseason. Remember, he was part of that competition. Briefly. <laughs> Anyways, we've anyway. rambled on enough. It's time to enjoy everybody's evening. I have a pork butt in the, my Instapot. I'm going to have some pulled Love pork, it. barbecue pulled <laughs> pork sandwiches tonight. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. With a little bourbon. I haven't drank anything at all yet today. So I am looking forward to that. Jonas, what have you got going on in Germany?
3: Um, yeah, I'm going to uh, to sleep soon. It's 2 a.m. And my, uh, my alarm is going off at 5.30. So uh, not much time left. But, you know, for a game like this, it's worth it.
0: <laughs> okay. Have you got a podcast e- coming up in your group over there?
3: Uh, probably a preview podcast oh. to uh, the Bears game. I don't think I'll be on the review uh, because uh, the Beginnings of the weeks are normally pretty packed for me on other stuff, so I don't have much time for uh, for that at the first half of the week. But probably on the preview podcast for the Bears game, when we hopefully discuss all the backups who are going to play. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, so the so the eagle the Eagles cannot rest their starters. I take that back.
3: Oh yeah. The Niners still have a shot for the number one seed. Therefore they'll they no, well, like they cow- a chance. the Cowboys do.
2: The Cowboys.
3: Yeah. I think the Niners also have a shot still. I actually think they still have a shot
0: at this. You'd have to look at tiebreakers. If they ended yeah. up with the same record. Yeah.
3: I'm
0: gonna have to look yes. the word up. Jason. David. All what right, is you got a, going on this week? I'm just planning stuff for the gym
1: in the new year. You know, all that, all that good stuff. Trying to get our our our, our shit together before we reopen on Tuesday. Um, and kicking it with the fam. That's pretty much it. They got another the girls got another week before they go back to school. So yeah, just hanging out around the house, hanging out with them, movies, all the fun stuff, and then uh,
0: yeah, week after we'll get back to it. Outstanding flip. I'll bet. Oh, Vikings hot old, takes old. on Thursday is gonna rock.
2: <laughs> is it for a preview against the Bears where we're not playing any of our starters?
0: Well it should be. I you and Eric both have wonderful questions every week that everybody loves to answer themselves and talk about. So <laughs> it's
2: always a great thing. We will we will try to throw something together and uh we still got plenty more roller coasters. So skull, skull, baby.
3: Yep. And tomorrow, uh, what? One thing, uh, just looked it up. Uh, the Niners can still get the number one seed. They have a 10 2 NFC record. The Eagles, if they lose, have an 8 4 NFC record. And therefore, if the Niners win, the Eagles lose. And I think, uh, yeah, if. The Eagles lose and the Niners win. The Niners have the number one seed because the Cowboys also have at best a thirteen and four record and a nine and five. Uh, okay. A so they can win. Cowboys can win the division. It's too much. It's too Niners much. Niners
0: can
2: win.
3: I can't the follow. Seed. I can't follow. the <laughs> The Cowboys also can get the number one seed, but only if if the Niners lose to the Cardinals, which I guess it's pretty unlikely. All right.
0: Interesting. Bird. Well, say the words, David. uh, Tomorrow night, we have Tyler Fornas on the Real Forno show. He will be hot at it. He wanted to come on today at the last minute. I said, no, we'll save it for Monday. So join us tomorrow night at 6 p.m. live. Tyler. Will be on with the real Forno show and he will be fired up and hot on the topic. What do we say, guys?
2: We say it's skull. Our cousin's experience. <laughs> I
0: mean, <laughs> skull. <laughs> skull, everybody. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, the Daily Norsemen, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. This has been a climbing the pocket in SB Nation's Daily Norsemen Brunch. Skull, everybody.